Hey everyone, I'm your host Tom Shaughnessy and welcome back to Chain Reaction, a research-driven podcast that's a part of Delphi Digital. If you're not on Delphi's research portal, you're missing out on the critical analysis read by the top minds in the crypto space, so be sure to check it out. One quick housekeeping item, nothing said on this podcast is a solicitation to buy or sell any security or token or to make any financial decisions. I may personally hold tokens mentioned on the podcast and you can view our show notes below for our complete disclosures. With that, let's jump into the episode. Before we jump in, we want to thank the Cosmos community for their sponsorship in making this episode possible. There are several projects building inter-blockchain communication protocols, but there's one that's currently built. Cosmos.network is on a mission to link every blockchain. Well-known projects like Terra, Band, Kava, and Secret use Cosmos and the Cosmos Hub to connect to every other chain in their network. The Cosmos Hub is completed and launched, and you can visit Cosmos.network today to check it out. The Cosmos Hub brings us that much closer to Web 3.0, and we thank the Cosmos community for sponsoring the Delphi podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Tom Shaughnessy. I help lead our podcast and run Delphi Ventures. Today, I'm thrilled to have on Jess Sloss, who is the instigator of Seed Club. Jess, how's it going? Great, Tom. Great to be here, man. Jess, I feel like I've known you for a long time, but it really hasn't been that long. Yeah, I don't know when we've... We, I mean, I guess it was three and a half crypto years ago that we talked, which is, what, a month, <laughs> month and a half ago or so? Uh, but yeah, now I feel like I feel like we have the requisite number of Telegram chats going, so I think we're buds. Once we're over five chats, uh, we're, we're best friends, right? Or is it ten? I don't know. It's it's five in my life, but uh, I'm I'm particular. I'm I'm good with that. Well, Jess, you're working on something that's extremely new to the space. Um, I think it's like taking the space by storm, but I don't think anyone's nailed it yet. But I think you guys are are pretty much leading the charge to figure it out. What exactly is Seed Club? So a great question. Uh, you know, we, we describe Seed Club as a social token incubator. Essentially, we are a group of people uh, set up as a DAO on the internet that are really trying to figure out how to bring tokenized communities, tokenized creators, uh, help people who are trying to create value on the internet capture and you know accelerate that value through using tokens. So uh, I think that the term social token, personal token, brand token, community token, NFTs. All of those are sort of some of the building blocks that we use. And like you're right, it's it's still so early. We very much feel like we're at the beginning of the idea maze, but a lot more attention is coming into our, our little space recently. Um, and our goal really is to, to uh, help further these experiments, to, to learn faster, to share that learning. Um, and I think we see a world where, you know, at some point in the, in the next decade, there will be billion-dollar communities on the internet all with a, with a token at, at the core, uh, and we want to be a part of that. I feel like the whole idea of a creator economy gets thrown around a lot. I don't exactly think anyone has like a killer definition for what that is. And there's so many kind of things to think through. Like when we think through like how our parents got jobs and we think through how like we're working today, how would you kind of describe the creator economy? 
And I think, yeah, it's, it's like one of those terms like community that really depends on the context you're, you're using it in. You know, I think, you know, Legion has done a great job at defining the passion economy, which I think is, you know, another word for the creator economy. And she really defines it as like uh, helping people or a place where people can make money on the internet. So how do you earn income in this new internet economy? And obviously it's exploded over the last few years, um, you know, with YouTubers and, and podcasters and, you know, direct to consumer brands and all these sort of, um, you know, digital business models really, uh, becoming much more accessible to, to individuals um, and, and folks who've been able to, to create communities or create, you know, authority and attention online are now able to really generate real, real revenue from it. Um, I think, you know, what we're really interested in, and I think what crypto provides that's somewhat unique to the, the broader creator economy is that, you know, ownership becomes sort of key and core, core to, to the space. Whereas, you know, if you're building something on YouTube or on, um, you know, Substack, in many ways, you don't own that audience, uh, maybe Substack a little bit more than, than YouTube, but Instagram, TikTok, you know, these are, are platforms on the audiences, platforms monetize those audiences, the ownership in, in the network is held by investors rather than the users of, of, the, of the, these platforms. And I think crypto changes that. We're really excited about, you know, ownership in communities and in platforms and in creative endeavors being represented by um, and getting captured by token holders and that the creators themselves become come those token holders. So I, I think Lee does a great job of even describing like why, why this crypto creator economy is so exciting is because while the creator economy helps you generate revenue online, we think crypto can help generate wealth. And, you know, we believe wealth is, is driven through ownership. Tra- traditionally that's through equity. I think tokens represent a, a much more nuanced and exciting way of, of capturing something similar. So I just had on Kevin from Gitcoin. I'm pretty sure that episode's going to drop before this one. But we, we kind of discussed like how people work in the Web3 economy where, you know, it's not like LinkedIn where you go on, you know, you get targeted for a long-term job, you're there for 30 years and you hopefully retire with a pension. I mean, today it's, you know, jumping project to project, jumping into a Discord and a DAO, you know, earning tokens, earning revenue, like using your skills across a lot of projects and faster paced kind of a work environment. Would you consider that the creator economy or does somebody actually have to like say own their own content and brand and platform? Like, is there a difference between, I guess, the web three gig economy and then say an individual creator? That's a great question. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we still have like the, the definitions we're using kind of fail us in, in some degree. Like I think, you know, it, in my mind, the creator economy is one where, you know, an, an individual is creating value digitally in some way and, and capturing that value you know in a micro level i could be just participating in one of these in, in a dow and, and earning revenue there or i think more traditionally it's like somebody building a personal brand or, or you know, a service offering or a micro SaaS business and um you know generating revenue that way but i, I expect that we're just going to see a lot more variability uh, a lot more gig work um i think maybe what's different again back to the ownership ideas like the gig work in in sort of the, the web3 creator economy is less just about you know, it's less fiverr and, and earning small amounts of revenue or, or even larger amounts of revenue but on a contract basis and it's it's more of that and having uh, a stake in these projects that you're creating so you know one of the projects that we've been involved in for a while is forefront which is like a you know, the place to figure out what's happening in the social token space. Um, so forefront.market. Um, and what Carlos is really focused on there is creating ways for community members to step up and contribute value to, to this website and to this newsletter and to the community events they run and allow folks to, to earn for creating that value. So there's, you know, forefront rewards that, that, that kind of 
drive a bunch of those interactions. And I think it's still really early and, and nobody there is, you know, earning full-time wages to, to go build this product. But, you know, there's, there's almost like a, it's kind of like getting, you know, equity or, or stock options in a project that you're kind of casually contributing to and, and having some say in through a governance process. And I think that's meaningfully different. Again, I think these are all really early stage projects and kind of have to squint a little bit to see the scale and, and opportunity here, but I, I think it exists. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, and I guess like you would consider like the quasi web two, web three creator economy, I, I guess to like not be the full definition, right? Like let's say I'm a popular YouTuber and I'm like sharing that value flow with people. That's still kind of like web two ish, right? To me, like the thing that gets me excited about web three is generating revenue on chain, right? So soon, that's why NFTs in my mind are so amazing, right? It's like this easy way to collectively make something or promote something, sell it. And for that revenue to be captured by an address that is either controlled by a person, but, you know, more interesting in my mind is like a community or a DAO. And so when I think about like the web three creator economy or web three economy, generally it's that's that you're either on chain or you're off chain. And I think, you know, we'll see these parallel economies develop for the next little while. There's still a lot of friction going between the two, uh, but ultimately, like the the big opportunity, I think, for for builders and for uh, makers in the space is figuring out how to you know to increase the ability of these communities to generate on-chain revenue. So we're seeing that in early stages from like platforms that are capturing streaming revenue on on Spotify and representing that. Um, value on chain. Um, I think we're seeing that through NFT sales, see it through subscriptions. Uh, There's a a lot of growth that are going to happen here. But I I think that distinction between on chain and off is at least in my mind, the the defining characteristic. No, that's a great characteristic to kind of decide between web two and web three in the creator economy. And I mean, it's, it's hard because I guess people want to make sure that that value flow is, you know, not only being delivered on chain, but like wherever the value is flowing from, I guess people are going to make sure or look that that, I guess, value flow is actually legitimately flowing to people. Because like in Web 2, it's really up to the user to kind of share that, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I mean, look at, at uh, the project called Song Camp, for example. It's uh, one that we're pretty stoked to be a part of. Matthew's been pushing that forward for the last month or so. Um, but they finished their, essentially, Song Camp is at a, in my mind, it's like what the, the Web 3 record label would look like. But you know, a record label is not the way, right way to define this type of organization in, in Web3. Um, it's a community of people who come together, curate, um, and self-form into small writers groups, produce an audio track, so some sort of music. Um, there's a, a visual artist that gets paired up with these teams to create album art. They then do a, an auction, and um, that auction that was done through Mir and their reserve auctions, and all the splits were, you know, very apparent and clear on on the website. And so what you saw was this community forum, curate into small groups, collaborate to create something of value, um, then have have a full community effort put towards marketing and promoting and and getting the word out about this auction, having a successful auction that I think generated you know over ten ETH, and then automatically seeing that revenue split between the artists, the visual artists, and the song, you know, song camp DAO or community itself. That's all visible. You can see it on, on the mirror on their mirror page. I think that's really what's going to be required is we need to like make it 
very, and I also think it's kind of part of the appeal of the project was that it was, it was so refreshing to see both such an effortless way of coming together to collaborate and create free of like all the existing music industry BS that sounds like many people have to deal with, but then also to see the splits and the royalties just be so transparent. It was part of the magic. And I think for, for these communities to really rock and roll, we need to have that sort of transparency moving forward. Now that's, that's pretty cool. And, you know, just a question on that tangent, like with we're seeing a lot of artists like release NFTs and exclusive access and music and things on chain. And that's obviously got, you know, help drive the space forward, like from an exposure perspective, I guess the question for you is like, do you really expect a lot of artists to say, stick around and make good by what they're releasing? Like I'm worried that, you know, some artists or some, you know, famous people are, you know, releasing to kind of do a cash grab where I don't know if they totally realize that, you know, they're, kind of like they have to provide for their communities for you know years or decades like do you think people know that that's what they're signing up for no i don't think people know that's what they're signing up for but i also think it doesn't really matter i think you know we're we're in this like you know speculation and hype is part of any new technology and new new sort of uh, innovation i think we're you know crypto has thrived on that and and suffered for that i think we'll we'll see similar uh, moves within NFTs and, and probably within social tokens. You know, I, I do think it's kind of a, a core reason why I'm excited for the work we're doing at Seed Club. Um, you know, what you'll find if an artist or a manager or a community leader comes to speak with Seed Club um, is that our first move is to try to convince them not to do a token. Um, it's it is a big thing. You know, if you're doing an NFT, it's maybe a little bit easier. Like you can see that as more like a merch drop, you know, it succeeds or it doesn't, you can go do another one. Often there isn't like a whole lot of embedded utility in these, in these drops so far. And so it can be fairly packaged fairly simply, but social tokens that represent access to a community or ownership in a community are a whole different story. And so I, I worry that that the incentives from a lot of like the, the platforms or tools or, or other organizations that, that are going to emerge in the space are, are really going to be focused on getting tokens out the door and earning a fee for doing that rather than trying to build long-term value in these communities. So we really say, okay, if you're going to come and do a social token, um, our, our model is that we partner with you long-term. Um, we will become your diamond hand holders of your token. Um, but also we want to make sure that you have a long-term almost infinite time horizon. And so I think that, you know, the short-term excitement in social tokens will be around these creator communities. So folks that have authority in the, or celebrity that are going to come launch tokens. Um, but the ones that last are ones that are really trying to build a community that has some broader purpose where tokens are being used to, to, to facilitate some bigger value creation. And, you know, I think the way I often describe it is like Taylor Swift might come do a social token and it'll probably be successful, but I would probably want to put my money into the Taylor Swift fan club. I could see like a Taylor Swift DAO being like a big collector and fighting for all the Taylor Swift NFTs and there being a, a real engaged community management team there. And, um, you know, uh, this having like a, a much, much longer time horizon than, you know, some, a management company that's associated with Taylor Swift today. So we we're very bullish on community tokens specifically and, and those that represent value in a community. I think there will be creators that do a great job of, of delivering on that, but it's much closer to, to launching a membership site. And if anybody has launched a membership site, I think you guys know a thing or two about this. It's a whole business in and of itself. That's very different than just creating music or writing, you know, newsletters and it uh, deserves a reverence. It's actually probably more important that it has uh, the, you know, the intentionality around it because 
people holding these tokens have financial capital at stake. So it's not just shutting off subscriptions one day and saying, okay, I'm, I'm done. We're not running this community anymore. Like it will exist forever. And so, uh, yeah, we take a bit of a different stance and say, please only launch a token if you really, 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 really want to launch a token. Now, I'm, I'm glad that you guys, your first order of business is to convince people not to, right? Because you're automatically switching the conversation to, you know, inherently make people prove why they need one. Um, and I really like your comments on communities versus people. Like, you know, let, let's take a research site. Like, I mean, I could see that decentralizing over time because, you know, you have the leaders, you have the users, but eventually you can incentivize people to, you know, produce and promote the content you're looking for. And obviously the other uh, community members help curate that and craft it and, and drive it forward and, and share in the upside there. So that that's actually really a really cool kind of distinction there. Yeah. I mean, I think like the, you know, the, the more time I spend exploring the space, the, the, the better my, I guess, definitions become. And I, th I think a helpful way to, to think about social tokens generally is to see social tokens as a big broad category and then a, a level down being like personal tokens, brand tokens and community tokens. I think there's so much to be explored in in what a, a personal token looks like, and so much to be explored in what a, a brand token can be looked like. And I think, but you know, where we're really focused on at C Club is is in community tokens. Uh, and then when we look at that community token bucket, we can chunk it down another layer where we'll have like creator centric communities, which is like you know a great example would be what RAC has done or what Portugal the Man has done, where like the the, the creators' active engagement in creating value for that community is where most of the value comes from. And I think there's also communities just more generally. And the focus there is really on the community collaborating to create some value. And, and while there may be a leader or leadership that exists, you know, the, the, the value is many to many. And this asset should be trying to create some broader outcome uh, that drives value for that community uh, beyond what, what I, I think, you know, could easily be seen as just somebody betting on the future success or popularity of, of a creator when you're looking at like a, a creator community or or even more of like a, a, a brand or a personal token. So I think there's like a huge business opportunities in all those categories. There's a lot of excitement um, and, and we're seeing a bunch of really cool tools that are bubbling up uh, across the board. Our focus specifically is, is on community tokens. Very interested in working with creators who have a long-term mindset to, to launch tokens for their community. Uh, but my bet personally is that these native communities that are born with tokens in mind are going to become like these large economic engines in major categories on the internet. And those are the ones that uh, I'm most excited about, you know, shepherding forward. I love the focus, Jess. And I mean, you're, you're a huge expert in the space. So I want to get your candid take. I mean, I want to focus on some of the like highest exposure events because it's what people could easily you know relate to. They've seen it. So BitClout launched, I don't know, a couple of weeks, months ago. And for those who don't know it, it's basically a way to, I guess, speculate on the value of a creator who comes online to claim their Twitter account. And basically, you could just buy tokens directly on a specific person. And obviously, I'm not telling anybody to do that. But Jess, what do you think that BitClout got right about, I guess, quote, the creator economy? And then what do you think they got completely wrong? I love that framing. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 just so bullish generally on on any new tools, tech, innovation in in the space that I'm so passionate about. So, you know, excited to see teams put forward products like BitCloud. Also, it's not that exciting to me generally. Like as I if I think about the value that we're trying to create uh, on the internet, I think what they got right was they made it really really easy to to spin up a token uh, as an individual. So as, as I said before, like I think personal tokens are a big 
opportunity in the space. There's a lot of sort of regulatory challenges and practical challenges on launching those things. I think BitCloud or a platform like BitCloud is going to you know step in and, and fill the need for what is, you know, like people like to gamble. We like to speculate. Um, betting on the future value of a brand or an individual or a community, I think, is a thing that people probably want. And so platforms are going to emerge to to allow that to happen. And so I think like, yeah, easy to mint a token, you know, there's, they obviously um, got a lot of hype and interest. And, and you know, I think for many people, BitCloud equals social tokens, which, you know, good or bad, at least people are talking about social tokens. So stoked on that. You know, what do they get wrong? I think the, the launch obviously was, was an issue. Um, people don't like, like, it's tough to say I'm, I'm here to empower creators when you, when creators feel like they've just been sort of leveraged for uh, you know, launch hype. Like the, the fact that they were didn't have a choice as to whether they were on the big cloud platform or you know it was sort of just the top thousand Twitter accounts were kind of just there and um, I think there were some issues around some of the, the tech and and private keys being exposed you know obviously there was it wasn't super clear that if you put money into big cloud that you couldn't take it out I know there's some teams working on that but that's still a limiting factor right now um, but I think un- underlying it all like this idea of you know what is the business model that that drives value for a creator coin or a, a social token? And it, it's a big unanswered question right now across the space, like holding a token to get access is kind of a, the driving template, but that doesn't really, like it's not a subscription or a, a replacement for subscription revenue, right? You're not actually generating revenue for, for these, uh, for social token projects. And so collectively we need to figure out better ways of creating value at the community level. Um, and I think, you know, BitCloud, People speculating on on the value of uh, a creator coin doesn't really create a whole lot of value for that creator. I mean, ultimately, that creator needs to sell tokens, which is essentially dumping on their fans to be able to rec- represent that value. And again, that's not an issue only with BitCloud. Like that can you know be an issue across across the board. But when you look at a, a social token through more of like a you know, a tokenized community where a bunch of the value of that token lives within the community and the community has a vote and a say and control over, which is what, you know, the vast majority of the projects we work on look more like DAOs than they look like, you know, creator stock markets. I think it changes the vibe quite a bit. And there's sort of this community or collective ownership over a financial asset that, that collectively you're using to try to grow the value of a brand or, or um, a community. And so I, I don't see... BitCloud solving that problem yet. And, and also like, you know, more broadly, there, there's going to be so many platforms that emerge tr- that try to solve for the onboarding issue, um, you know, making it easy to, for people to get into these communities or in, into these e- economies, let's, let's call them. But the trade-offs that are often being made, I think are, are really short-term minded. You know, in, in my mind, the the oppor- we're still so early, and and the big opportunity with most of these communities is to plug into the broader innovations that happen on the on the open web, and so communities plus DeFi or communities plus you know w- whatever is next. And I, I worry that launching and building on on sort of other, other proprietary chain or a side chain that isn't fully connected to to the ETH ecosystem or to, to you know a multi chain world are going to really limit a lot of the ways that these creators can create value moving forward. Um, and to me, that that's like the the if we're consulting with with projects that are that have long term mindsets, you know, designing with optionality in mind is is absolutely essential, and it really does rule out a, a bunch of the the maybe appealing short term options today. Damn, no, I, I love that. That makes a lot of sense, Jess. And I guess one follow up question: Like, do you think that people, you know, let's think a couple years down the line, 
you know, we have regulations in place, people know what they're doing, et cetera. Um, so just like a fantasy type question here, but do you think that people will understand the value drivers of what they're investing in? Like, let's say I want to buy a creator coin in like Elon Musk, right? Does that require me to go and say, you know, review all of Tesla's financials to really understand what he's worth and, you know, their projections and how they're going to do in the future? Or do you think that this really is like a Web3 native movement where those traditional value drivers really don't flow into, say, a creator coin or it really doesn't matter as much? I love this idea that Treyas has been putting forward of like investing as entertainment. And I think that's just the thing that we all have to wrap our heads around. Like you can laugh at dog coins all, all you want. I mean, you probably don't. You're probably a big dog coin fan. I don't know. I haven't, I'm not in any dog coin telegram groups with you yet. I'll, so I'm skipping that one. I missed yeah, that Yeah. Okay. One. <laughs> me too. But, but I think it's like, it's a thing, right? And so this idea of being a degen is a thing and it's Robin Hood day trading is a thing and, and it's, you know, gambling is a thing. And, and so I think, you know, I think it's entertainment and I think, you know, there, there is a, a huge desire to be able to, to speculate or bet or trade on the, the perceived value of a brand or a personal brand or a creator. Um, and I think we're going to see, I mean, I, I probably know of half a dozen projects that are coming out or, or you know, soon that, that are really built around this idea of like a creator stock market. I think the, so I think that's going to be a thing. And I, I think in speaking with the people who are being represented on these things, the, the, the fact that they have a price associated with their name is like the least appealing thing ever. Like nobody wants to be traded like a, like a, a ticker symbol on the, on the NASDAQ really. And so I don't think they're going to be like, I don't think that's where like the most exciting value is going to be created. So I think in the other side where there's like folks that are trying to, to use their, their authority and credibility and, and uh, fame to like really create some value either in a community or, or, you know, various projects that will, I think will emerge in, in web three, I think some level of fundamentals are going to be important. At least I hope so. And so I think we see that, you know, in the DAO spaces with, with like, you know, uh, deep DAO being able to like explore, you know, you can sort of see like the revenue on chain and we'll probably see this coming out of DeFi first. Uh, I know the friends with benefits community is working on a lot of really interesting um, you know, transparency tools that will sort of start to showcase what's actually driving the, this economy that they're stewarding. And so I still think there will be a, a wide, you know, probably a multiple or, or, or a narrative driven multiple uh, speculation that exists in, in crypto. But, you know, my bet, at least, you know, with C Club is if C Club has a token in the future that people are looking at the value that we're creating on chain and, and at least bringing that into to their calculation as far as, you know, what, what our organization is worth. I love that. Yeah, no, the, the price tag is annoying. It feels like way too Web 2-ish in a way, but, you know, it's it's hard to track, I guess. Um, but there'll definitely be better ways moving forward. And Jess, the annoying-ass question I have to ask, I guess, when people come to C-Club, like, what are the most tangible, I guess, value drivers that you see them implementing for their own tokens? And I mean, the other question for you is like, does that even really matter, right? Like, I mean, we've seen all of crypto kind of trades on meme and exposure and, you know, kind of a bullish stance on a specific community or project. So I'm not sure that it actually really matters. You know, it's not, you know, only a certain handful of people are trading crypto based on, you know, fundamentals. Um, but what would you say to those questions? I mean, I think memes are fundamentals. I don't know how we represent that's a good that. good answer. Uh, yeah. But I think, I, I think that's like uh, really important and so, I mean, and we have seen, like, I mean, very practically seen memes sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So there's, there is some fundamental value in there. Maybe not, 
there will probably be many people that would argue with my use of that word specifically there, but I, th I think it's interesting to consider at least. You know, I think, again, early, early, early. So we're part of this. Uh, the, I think that the template that's really working right now is token-gated access. So hold tokens, give me access to a community or a world. It is just like the, the simplest way to have a sense of ownership in a community, right? So I hold 60 FWB tokens. I am therefore an owner and a member and um, now have an opportunity not only to consume, but also to participate in creating value in that community and, and hopefully earn you know, some, some value in, in FWB as I move forward. So I think they, you know, that's the, um, what we're really excited about is, is helping our communities sort of stand up a real basic, lots of optionality moving forward, um, token design and, and sort of, um, immediate utility. And then really the hard work begins at that point, right? How do we, how do we actually engage the existing community or, or this new community around creating some sort of value? And I think so much of the opportunity is in collectively figuring that out today. And so, you know, on, on a week to week basis, we start to see new interesting ideas emerge. We see teams sort of solidifying around them, pushing them forward, some of them working, some of them not working. You know, most of that is in and around uh, either this token gated access to any type of different content or, or experiences, you know, offline or online. Um, I think curation is also a really big one. So I think we'll start to see a lot more, you know, interesting staking functionalities. You know, I think what Meme has done or what Ada has done with their sort of Aave staking, I think are really interesting. I expect we'll see sort of like two token models emerge in a lot of these social token communities as well. And then I think more broadly, like the, the, the tie into to DeFi. You know, I've been using a line uh, that I, I feel very clever for myself uh, in using where say that the next million or hundred million users into, into crypto are going to come from Kanye and not from Compound. I think I'm just trying to illustrate the idea that these communities have so much trust and authority and reach, especially if you're talking about these larger creators, that you know they have the ability to introduce more complex topics to a much wider audience and have people give it a chance. And so when you see, you know, we worked with Packy and Not Boring or with Colin and Samir and on their YouTube channel and, and they do an NFT drop or, or an experiment, there's you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people who have, who trust these folks to introduce complex ideas to them. And that's kind of like, uh, I think key given where we're at with like onboarding and UX and just the general conceptual shifts that need to be made to, to understand crypto. So I think that's really where the longer term value will be had is, is like, okay, we have these economic engines. How are we leveraging the value that exists here today that sure as happens to be captured by a token, but there's further integrations or extensions or, or composability that's, I think, going to unlock more of that value. Jess, how long do you think until we get to that point, right? Like, I mean, you're someone that have, that's been around crypto, so you've seen kind of, I guess, how long it can take, but also how fast new things can kind of pop up and take, you know, the the whole entire space by storm. Do you think this is something that's, you know, six months out, six years out? What would you give on a timeline? I mean, I think there's going to be uh, meaningful progress in six months and outstanding progress in six years. Like, I, I think six months, we, we will see an extremely large name come into the social token slash DAO space. Uh, I think we'll see some really innovative brands launch and do some interesting tie-ins with DeFi that'll sort of start to hint at and show the, the opportunity here. I think like the, the true like you know economic shift that will be driven by tokenized communities being like the natural evolution of how we 
coordinate economic activity on the internet. I think we'll see over the next few years um, as you know better onboarding tools, regulation, all these sort of things that I think are are key in core to, to crypto's growth um, will will also be key in core to to these tokenized communities growth. But you know, I, I said earlier, I, I truly believe we'll see billion dollar tokenized communities, and I think I think that's a few years out, but. Man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even dare to, to bet on that. Like, I think there's there's scenarios that I, like realistic scenarios in my mind, conversations that I know are ongoing that could make that happen in in months and not years. Jeez, yeah, that's all aboard the hype train, right? <laughs> it's exciting, and but know, that's actually a really great point. Before you before you go, that, that that hype train is actually this like that's my my big fear in the space is that we we get into hype train mode before we get into value creation mode. And I think I, I, maybe that's unavoidable. Uh, but one of the biggest challenges we have in creating new tokenized communities, especially, you know, give it two weeks ago when the market was just, you know, hyped on hyped, is that the people who come into these communities are, are speculating, or like, the, the risk is that the people who come into these communities are speculating rather than really wanting to be there, either from a, a fan perspective or from like a, a partic- participation perspective. And so I think one of the the, the counterintuitive things in social tokens right now is that the bigger creator is not necessarily the better the larger the audience you have the more challenging uh, the more challenging the process of actually onboarding the right people into your community first such that you have a good base and engine to grow from so we you know spent a lot of time thinking through strategies on how to do that and, and are working through on a couple of projects right now uh, but to get to that billion billion dollar community you know some of the the, the onboarding and norming and like um, making sure that that the, there's more of a culture of creating value than of just trying to participate in that value creation is is going to be key and, and maybe that's the harder part to solve you know I think there's great products like what Brian is building with rabbit hole you know, I think using NFTs and and sort of other on-chain data as a way of sort of highlighting your true fans, you know, doing what RAC did and sort of doing a retroactive drop to people who've supported him in the past through through buying merch or, or Bandcamp songs, et cetera, are, are great starts, but there's still a lot, a lot of work to do. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's hard to grow a space though without speculation, right? Like that's why I guess I mentioned like the big class of the world and like these, you know, famous artists, you know, dropping coins or NFTs, like it's very hard, I guess. But to your point, like that shift from speculation to real like value creation and value accrual, like frankly, I don't think it's ever an easy process. I guess like there's always a blow up or two along the way. Oh, for sure. And and I'm pro speculation. Like, I, 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 you know, I think speculation is 100% necessary to, to, to grow this. I think uh, I can't remember who was tweeting it, but this idea of crypto being a, a casino and, and people seeing that as a negative, I think is, is kind of missing the point. Like, I think so much of this new energy comes in because it, it's fun and, and hopefully profitable. And, you know, people come in and speculate and they get wrecked and liquidated and a percentage of people stay, stay around and become true believers. And that's how, how crypto's grown. I expect that would be something similar with, with these tokenized communities. I think the, the, the difference is like, you know, if the core product or part of your core product is the sense of belonging and identity and, um, you know, being a part of a, essentially showing up to a party, you don't want that party just to be a whole bunch of, of people who are like not interested and are only there for the money and, you know, are, are you know, doing badger dances in the corner where really you wanted to be hanging out with Bobby hundreds and talking about new streetwear. Right. And so there's a, a, a difference in, and speculators speculating on the future value of a product to bring, you know, to, to raise the floor, to build a strong book value of the community. 
I think that's a, a necessary role in many ways. I think that's a role that Seed Club will play, you know, as being kind of a tastemaker in the space. And also we need to be thoughtful about who, who is coming into these communities and, and, and are they actually there to, to create value? And I think you look at what Friends with Benefits is doing as sort of an example of this too, right? Where there's, there is a gate. Not, not only do you have to hold these tokens, but you have to kind of get vetted before you come into the community. And I think that's really about trying to maintain the, the, the fundamental value that that product or project is, is offering. That's a great answer, Jess. And um, yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I definitely own Friends with Benefits. And, you know, I, I think that's a really cool model because, I mean, even the verification on the Discord when you own the tokens to even access it is awesome. But let alone like the community itself on there is super cool. Yeah, and, I also own friends with benefits on uh, disclosure, but um, <laughs> you know, I think I think this the way that they're you know that Alex and, and Cooper and Trevor and, and the whole and whole team over there is is thinking about this sort of like next phase. You know, if we look at like social tokens generally, there's a lot that go from zero to one. You know, there's you know, and C Club plays in like the zero to one and the one to like five zone. I think friends with benefits, whale, you know, lads, the variety of communities that are out there have been around for, for months at this time are, are now trying to go from like this, this nascent stage to, to growth and to creating value. And I think, you know, watching, watching what that team is doing and trying to, to unlock different ways of creating value is something that I think anybody who's listening to this podcast should, should be paying attention to. So being able to figure out that sort of growth stage part of the social token project, I think is, is huge and, and unexplored and, um, I'm just super supportive of all the work they're doing uh, in that direction. Yeah, they're, they're a killer team. Love Cooper, love everything he's building. Shout out, my boy. But Jess, switching gears to close out, I want to talk a bit more about Seed Club. You guys are a source token incubator. Your time is obviously limited as the expert here, right? How do you scale your time given just the sheer number of creators that want to come to Seed Club? Yeah, I mean, I think that's like the the big question that we as a group are 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 tackling. Um, you know, and I think the answer right now is we get to be very picky in particular, and I think that's um, key both to building our brand and and being a desirable place to come in and work with and, and launch tokens with. You know, we've the, the core value that we've brought to the table from day one is an outstanding network of collaborators. That started with 12 in a Telegram group. We've just recently expanded to, to 60 folks. Um, you know, if you come and work with C Club, there pretty much isn't a person or project that's out of reach um, from within our, our collaborator group. Uh, so that's like a, a fundamental value. I think you know how we actually continue to deliver practical value for for our projects. I think is um, you know, something I spend a lot of time thinking about. We we have two core, I guess, three core products. Our, our first is our accelerator product, where we bring you know, 10 to 15 teams or individuals or creators together for a six-week program where we expose them to just the latest and greatest thinking in, in social tokens, bring bring our wonderful network of collaborators to the table to help, you know, uh, help shape these ideas, help them launch, provide access to tools, tech, token design, you know, all that sort of good stuff. And, and they become part of our community and, and you know, we, we become long-term partners with them. This quarter, we're, we're working with a handful of, of projects that, you know, we hope will be sort of meaningful or marquee products or projects in the space. So like scaling out more of a studio business is something that we're exploring. I don't know what scaling that looks like. Not really the, the goal right now. The goal really is just to make sure we create some value there for them. And then lastly, we have um, our, our community ourselves. So a tokenized community, um, I think is something that we're, we're exploring as well. That is really going to be the top of funnel, the place that if you're a creator or a community leader and you're trying to wrap your head around, um, 
you know, crypto, social crypto, web three, that's the place where you can kind of go live and, and find um, like-minded people who are on a similar path of exploring. So that's something we're going to be booting up uh, later this quarter. And I'm really excited about it. I think the unique thing within web three is that you can get your hands dirty. The way to learn is to jump in. And so we're excited to run more cohort uh, mission-based uh, experiences there that allow people to really learn and collaborate alongside other folks. So if you sort of zoom out, you know, our mission at C-Club is to, to create value for, for the C-Club DAO through creating value for social token communities. And I think that lives both in our community and then also through, through the, the number of projects that we help to launch. So some of the, the interesting things that we're working on, I think, are, are looking at ways to engage our community in, in both curating the type of projects that we're working with. So you can imagine some sort of... Um, onboarding process that helps us recruit and, and, and also onboard new people into to any of our core programs. Um, and we're also struggling with the, the same challenges any DAO would have to, to, to deal with, which is like, how do we really lean into the value that our community can bring to the table? And I think that's like an organizational design challenge uh, where we need to both like be advancing our playbooks and, and knowing how to, the, the, you know, the best way to to structure and launch and, and provide services or advice or, or um, insight to these projects while also being able to scale that out operationally. And I think, you know, there's a lot of great projects that are sort of a few steps down that path from us that we're able to, to look to. And I think sort of having, you know, empowered smaller groups that are under the, the C-Club umbrella that are doing great work in various different other categories of our operation or different categories of the social crypto ecosystem, I think are the way that we do that. Um, how we do that, if we're successful at doing that, I don't know, but I think we're really well positioned to, to take a good stab at it. I love that strategy, Jess. Yeah, it's a good it's a good problem to have because you figure out what works, you scale it. And um, the, the other thing is, I mean, you have so many creators that you have a really good you know pie to figure out the best ways to go about launching one, best ways to go about value accrual and creation. And that's just an exciting place um, to be at. And I guess my last question for you is what exactly does Seed Club look like, you know, a year from today? Like, is this a DAO? Is this a collective? Is this Jess's company? What does this look like long-term? Well, I mean, Seed Club is a DAO, has been a DAO. Um, you know, I think that's a broad term. You know, I think we've been a small group of people who've been coordinating uh, around creating value together, of which, you know, I've been one and, and I've been a big sort of, uh, I guess, energy towards or energy within. Um, I think we expand that significantly. I think, you know, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to see that expand significantly as we brought in a, a host of new collaborators. But yeah, I think like the, the vision really is like, you know, what, what does an in internet native incubator look like? And I think it's one where, you know, it's, it's a, a community that has a, a shared financial asset at the core, like a token that is used to incentivize the creation of value for our members and for our clients or projects. And so, you know, in many ways, I think like, you know, the Y Combinator of Web3 is one, and, and I think there will be many, but it's one where, um, you know, th there's a token at the core, um, the, the successful projects that come through it become ownerships. Or become owners in, in the 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 incubator itself, and um, that there's sort of this this big crowd of you know, organized, effective individual collaborators that are creating value out on the internet and and earning that value and capturing that value in a shared token. So I think a year from now, my hope is that we have made progress towards that end, where we have um, you know a growing, successful brand and presence out on the internet. We have a few really 
amazing example projects that are showing the full um, breadth of, of what's currently possible within the social token space that we've been a part of a whole bunch of really weird things that maybe worked, maybe didn't work, but were fun and useful uh, experiments. And that we have an organizational structure that makes it clear how people can come in and create value and be an owner, a member and steward of this group that, you know, ultimately uh, I hope at some point um, I can sort of step back from and, and it be an engine of, of good and value creation on the internet. I don't think we get there to that last part in a year, but, you know, I think it is 100% the goal of the project to, to get to that point like that. I love that, Jess. I love the plan and I love what you're looking forward to and you're, you're the guy to do it. It's kind of funny we're talking about tokens, and, and meanwhile, if people want to get access to you personally, they have to be in Seed Club. So it's a good way to to kind of abstract, you know, the potential of your own token away, I guess, in a way. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I I try to be just a, a I just want to create value in this space. Um, you know, we've worked with a number of projects that don't have tokens. There's no tokens in the Seed Club treasury, but we believe we'll be sort of like, you know, I, I think as as more larger creators come into the space it's our responsibility to be a good steward of of that new attention and i think you can see you know i won't call out i'll call out a few people like soldier boy or Lil yachty going down the path of of, of crypto and it kind of makes me cringe and, and a little upset because like their their platform directed in a way that actually is talking about i think the things that most of us are excited about in the crypto space would be such a huge benefit so anytime i see a creator like is like hey i'm interested in web3 i'm in there i don't care if there's tokens associated with it or not like we have so much space to grow and so much opportunity ahead of us so yes come be part of seed club we want to launch these great projects but also our discord is open you do not need to hold a token to access our discord uh, there'll be a lot of fun stuff that we'll be providing there so like if there's somebody listening to this that's interested in the social token space yes i can't talk to everybody but seedclub.xyz be able to find access to our twitter and to um to our discord and you'll start to see a lot more content a lot more experiences a lot more education coming through that that path and our hope there is that we can sort of extend our community and expand it there such that there's an easy way to get to value quickly. I love that. Jess, I think I'm going to need you to drop your Calendly link so that everyone could take up all of your time and drive you crazy. But uh, this has been extremely exciting, Jess. I really appreciate you coming on. I'm super excited to follow Seed Club. Um, and frankly, I just can't wait for this to get out and just to follow the entire social token movement. I always love your questions, Tom. It's always so easy to talk to you. And I appreciate you making me sound way smarter than I am. Um, so keep up the good work. Appreciate that, my dude. We'll talk soon. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please support the show by hitting subscribe on iTunes, writing a review, or sharing this episode on Twitter and LinkedIn. And stay tuned for our next episode out soon.